Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. <laughs> Kia ora everybody. I'm Jordan, host of the Kiwi Birth Tales podcast. It's my hope that you find support and comfort in these stories, and I'm really looking forward to bringing you today's episode. Just a reminder before we get started that these are personal experiences and you should always seek medical advice before making any important decisions. I'm not an advocate for any particular model of birth or birth care, and this is simply a platform to share these empowering Kiwi birth tales with you all. In this week's episode of Kiwi Birth Tales, I speak with Hayley about the birth of her daughter Pippa. Hayley takes us through her experience with pregnancy after some serious surgeries earlier on in life and she decided to elect for a caesarean, but that didn't come as easily as she would have hoped, so she takes us through that experience, as well as post-birth where she had some serious postpartum depression and anxiety. She also talked to us about a really interesting resource in New Zealand called Mothercraft and before this episode I actually hadn't heard of it so I hope that you get a lot out of this episode too. Thanks so much Hayley for joining me on the podcast and let's jump into the episode. Hi Hayley, thanks so much for joining me on the podcast today. Hi Jordan, so nice to have you on here, thank you. No worries, would you like to tell our listeners a little bit about you and who's in your family? So my name is Hayley. <laughs> um, I'm from good old Hamilton, um, just in the Waikato. I um, am actually a personal trainer just before I had my little one, um, and my hubby is a primary school teacher. Uh, we have a five-month-old daughter called Pippa. She's actually six months old next week, which is very, very scary. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's pretty much us in a nutshell, really. <laughs> yeah, awesome. I love the name Pippa. It's very cute. Oh, thank you. Okay. Hey, would you like to tell us a little bit about your journey to pregnancy? So I know um, when we chatted earlier, you sort of mentioned that you had lots of surgeries and things like that leading up to being pregnant. So do you want to take us through that? Cool. Of course. So when I was roughly about 16, I think it is what I can recall, um, I was in and out of hospital quite a lot. And we all know quite a lot about um, painful periods and that sort of stuff. And I personally really, really struggled with that. I got quite a lot of stomach pain um, and I had very heavy, heavy periods. Um, and I also really struggled um, with bowel issues as well. And so what happened when I was 16 is I was in and out of hospital a lot. Um, we didn't really know what was going on. And so I ended up having quite a few surgeries in regards to endometriosis. Um, and all three surgeries came back negative. Um, therefore, we were left with no answers in regards to what was going on, which was really, really hard for me. Um, 11 surgeries later, and this was really hard. We eventually found out what was going on, and this took a massive toll on my mental health when I was quite young. Um, so up until the age of about 21, we were in and out of surgery quite a lot, um, in and out of hospital a lot as well, just with the doctors saying, you know, the standard, there's nothing wrong with you, there's nothing wrong mm. with you. 
Um, and every time we would head on down to the hospital, we'd end up getting sent straight back home because nothing was going on. Um, and that personally was really, really hard, you know, heading down to the doctors all the time and out of hospital and just being told that there's nothing wrong with you. And I'm sure a lot of people who are listening can actually relate to that as well as not taking yeah. young women seriously when it comes to period pains and um, also bowel problems and that sort of jazz as well, which is really hard. Um, it would have been December 2016. Um, I ended up actually having my last surgery. And so how that came about was January 2016, I was in and out of hospital with quite bad hemorrhoids <laughs> um, and I was also severely constipated and that was really hard. We didn't really know what was going on. So I was in and out of hospital, not being able to go to the toilet. Um, so that's when I was diagnosed with lower chronic abdominal pain um, and we were spending a lot of time in and out of the hospital again um, and also working alongside the pain team. They eventually ordered a scan, which was called a defecating proctogram, which doesn't sound very nice at all, but mm -hmm. what actually happened was is you're heading down into a hospital room. Um, it just seems like a normal x-ray. So they put the barium cream inside your bum, and that's when you're actually having to um, poo in front of everybody, and this is when they're yeah. scanning around you, um, and they just x-ray recording to see how everything's working downstairs. Um, and so this is how we actually managed to figure out what was going on. And so it sounds really silly, but doing that scan was definitely, it was traumatizing. But after the scan, it was one of the best days of my life because I finally found out what was going on. And so what we found out was going on is that I had a bowel prolapse um, and I also had an intersusception. And so an intersusception is really common in babies, um, not so much in adults. So it can be really, really hard to pick up. And so it's when your intestine works inside itself and it kind of kinks um, and that's when um, the inside substances like your food and stuff manage to get blocked up in the top corners and therefore leading to um, chronic diarrhea unfortunately <laughs> or chronic yeah. constipation and so it was yeah. quite good to find out that that had happened so we figured out we looked down at my Plunkett book notes we were looking down the track and we realized that it was actually there from when I was younger but it was just never picked up. Um, and when it came down to the uh, bowel prolapse, so what happens is that the wall between uh, bowel and vagina had prolapsed down. And we were unsure exactly what caused this, um, but coming from a background of being a personal trainer and doing powerlifting and all the crazy sort of stuff, um, CrossFit and all that sort of jazz, uh, we what the doctor said is that they actually said it was very good on not necessarily on my body, but it was good that I was lifting those heavier weights um, because then we could find out that the prolapse was actually there. So the prolapse was always there um, because the interception had caused it. We wouldn't have known that unless it had come down to me lifting weights. Um, and by that point, I didn't really know much about pelvic floor. And I feel as though when it came down to lifting weights, I was really unsure about what I should and shouldn't be doing. But now that I'm aware about it, I'm so, so careful when it comes to lifting weights um, and also getting back into the gym after having a baby. So when it came down to us starting to try uh, to have a baby, so me and Jaden have been together for five and a half years now um, and have just recently gotten married, which is really exciting. It was a surprise <laughs> wedding. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Um, yeah, it was really cool. A good old 12 days to um, plan a wedding was a bit horrific, but it was worth it. It was totally <laughs> worth it. <laughs> Yeah. So after cool. the surgery, the doctors actually said to me, so they did an anterior delorme surgery. Um, so we had the option to put through the mesh, uh, which would have patched up 
between my bowel and my vagina, fixing everything up, um, or we had the option to do it without the mesh. And so when it came to the surgery and choosing whether we wanted to have mesh or whether we didn't want to have mesh, because of going through everything and it being really, really tough mentally, we decided to go through the mesh. Um, unfortunately, it came down to not being able to go through the mesh. Um, I personally didn't really know much about it and I still don't. So we decided to go through the surgery where we didn't have to have mesh because I do know it is starting to be banned in New Zealand because it can be um, problematic when it does come to trying for babies. And so we went for the surgery that we didn't have to use the mesh. This was called the anterior delorme surgery where they removed part of the wall between your bowel and your vagina and re-stitched it back up to the top. And when it came down to the interception, that's where they pulled it down quite tight and they stitched that in, making sure that the kink in the intestine was coming out straight, hopefully meaning that everything would go back to normal. So the only download to the surgery was finding out that we may struggle to have a baby. And personally, at the time, I wasn't too concerned. Um, it wasn't really the first thing on my mind as I was only... Must have been 18 at the time, 18 or 19 at the time. So unfortunately, it wasn't the first thing on my mind. But when it came down to me and Jane and deciding that we were ready to have a baby, uh, we were quite concerned because the doctor did say to us it could take six months to 12 or six to 12 months to um, actually become pregnant. And it wasn't because of the yeah. fertility issues. It was because of my body not being able to hold it or not being able to cope. So when it did come down to us starting to try, we were very lucky, and I do feel bad when I do talk about this, but we were very lucky that we were blessed with little Pippa um, after six weeks of trying, which was awesome. It was absolutely amazing, although we were ready, but I don't think we were quite ready, if that <laughs> makes sense. Um, yeah. We didn't expect it to happen so quickly, um, which was a bit of a shock, but I am very grateful, and like now the situation that I am in, I'm very grateful that it happened when it did. And so we were trying for six weeks and we were very lucky to be blessed with little Pippa. Um, when we actually found out, it was quite funny. So I had a deviated septum in my nose, uh, which is where one of the walls in your nose do um, collapse down. The deviated septum is when you can struggle quite a lot with getting colds all the time and getting quite sick. So it was my time to go and um, get my nose all fixed up uh, through surgery. And I remember that morning, I remember the doctor said to me, Hayley, do you think that you could take a pregnancy test? And I said, no, though, no, I don't need one. Like I took one a few days ago. I'm definitely not pregnant. Um, and they ended up saying it to me again just before I went into surgery. And I kind of had this gut feeling in my stomach. I was like, oh, maybe I am. But at the time I was about to go into surgery and I was like, no, 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 I'm, I'm not going to say anything. I left it. And so I ended up having surgery, um, heading home with the anesthetic and stuff. It wasn't very fun. Um, the next couple of days, I said to my partner, I looked in the mirror and I noticed that I had purple stretch marks and I actually had my breast done, would have been in November and we found out in January that we were having wee pippa. So I thought to myself, why am I getting stretch marks on my boobs now? Why didn't I get them done when I first got my boobs done? Um, and that was quite interesting. So I said to my partner at the time, well, he wasn't my husband by that point. I said to him, I said, can you head on down to the supermarket and obviously grab a pregnancy test? And he said, no, no, I don't think you need one. And I said, no, I'm 99% I'm sure I really need a pregnancy test. So he headed on down to the supermarket. I left it a day or so. And in the morning, I remember Jaden saying that he was going to head out to the gym. So I was like, this is the absolute perfect time for me to try, um, me to have a look as well. So I head on down to the bathroom, obviously used the tests and 
I looked at it for about three seconds and it ticked over. It was just one line. And I was obviously just not even thinking about it. I grabbed it. I threw it in the bin and just left it. <laughs> 10 minutes later, I had this gut feeling and I went back to the bin and I picked it up and it actually said positive. And I was so excited. <laughs> I think I was just in shock at the time. I just absolutely started bawling my eyes out. Like I said, we didn't expect it to happen so quickly, which I'm so grateful for, but I was also very, very shocked at the same time. Yeah. And it was yeah. quite funny. Jaden was still outside and I didn't realize he actually had a flat tire and he came in and I was bawling my eyes out. I was still a bit grumpy from the anesthetic and I kind of just threw it at him. Golly, I mustn't have been a nice person that morning. I just <laughs> threw it at him when he came inside and he was very happy. He started crying too. And he said to me, why are you crying? Why are you upset? And I said, I'm happy, but I'm also still grumpy for no reason. And I, um, <laughs> it was quite funny. I was still grumpy, but I was so happy at the same time as well. Um, yeah, I didn't expect him to be inside. Otherwise, I'm sure I would have told him in a slightly nicer manner than just throwing <laughs> a pregnancy test at him in the first place. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. yeah, that was us, how we found out, which was really awesome. And I'm so, so grateful to be able to have a little bubba. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Very cool. And how did you feel in that sort of first trimester once you found out? Did you have many pregnancy symptoms? So I personally struggled quite a lot with morning sickness. I remember obviously after taking the test, I felt fine. It must have been until about eight weeks that I started to notice I was quite sick. Um, and it wasn't just morning sickness. I don't know why they call it morning sickness because it definitely wasn't. It was 24-7. And so some people talk about um, actually throwing up when they are pregnant and also just feeling nauseous. I gagged quite a lot, but I wouldn't yeah. necessarily throw up. Um, tired, being tired was definitely a biggie. And when it came to going to work, I actually had to, because of being a personal trainer, I could choose my own hours. Um, I personally really struggled with waking up at four o'clock in the morning to go to work. And mm. I ended up cutting my work hours from about 12 weeks. Um, so I cut down at least five to 10 hours, which is quite a lot when you're in the fitness industry. Um, but when it did come down to leaving work completely, I actually left work when I was 30 weeks. And it was just because I couldn't cope by that point. I was personally really struggling mentally. Um, and physically as well, I was just so exhausted all the time and that was really hard. Yeah. Um, but it, when it did come to struggling mentally, I personally struggled a lot with mental health throughout my pregnancy. And due to struggling a lot on the past due to surgery and bowel troubles as well, I did notice that my depression and anxiety did heighten quite a lot when it came to being pregnant. And it wasn't because I didn't want to be pregnant. Um I'm not too sure why it happened, but it wasn't nice at all. It really, really wasn't yeah. nice. I personally struggled to get up out of the out of bed in the morning. Um, I was really, really struggling to go to work, and it's. I personally find it a, still a little bit hard to talk about, but I know that it's so important for people to know that others struggle too. Um, yeah. But when I came down to about 15 weeks pregnant, I ended up getting my first referral sent down to maternal mental health. And that was sent through, and unfortunately, it was declined. So those of you who do know a little bit about maternal mental health and working at the hospital, unfortunately, if you're not suicidal, it can be very, very hard to get help. Um, and even when you do go to the doctors, it can still be quite hard to get help, especially being pregnant. And that's one thing that I do think is quite hard in New Zealand is those of you who do struggle with mental health is that it can be quite hard to get help. But when you do have help, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. And I'm so grateful to be able to get the help that I can now. Um, but 
back down the track, I did end up getting four referrals sent through to maternal mental health throughout my pregnancy, and unfortunately, every single one of them was declined, which was personally yeah, really I didn't really know hard that that could happen. Yeah, yeah, no, and so and when I did eventually um, get accepted when I was in Mothercraft, which I'll chat on a little bit more uh, later, they said to me, I'm so sorry, we didn't realize that you had sent four referrals, and I said, yeah, well, it was pretty tough, and it's very, very tough when you feel so alone and feel so alone and you really need help. Yeah, it can be very, very hard. Yeah. Yeah. And who was sending your referrals? Was it your midwife or your doctor? Um, so I had both my doctor and my midwife sent referrals. So my midwife sent one at fifteen weeks. Um and she also sent another one roughly I think it must have been about between twenty five and thirty weeks. And that was the same with my uh, doctor as well. And so I had quite a lot of anxiety in regards to having Pippa and it wasn't because of giving birth. Um, it wasn't because of the pain. It was just personally because of going through all of the stuff that I'd been through in regards to having a prolapse. I was really traumatized in regards to what would happen mm. after having Pippa. And I do know that being in that stage before I had surgery in 2016, I was really not a nice person to be around and it was really, really hard. Sorry, this made me a bit emotional. <laughs> um, okay. It was personally really, really hard for me um, because I was in such a bad place. And I'm not usually someone to, before this, I wasn't usually someone to think like that. But it was it was very hard. And I, I personally, I didn't want to be there or be here in general when I was in that place. And when yeah. it came to having Pippa, I didn't want to fall into that back habit again, especially mm having the prolapse because of having those feelings and I knew exactly what it was like. It wasn't nice. And, you know, I didn't want to have to go through that again after having Pippa. And it wasn't the pain of birth that I was concerned about. It was yeah. just the aftermath and worrying about Pippa's sake after being born and mm. me not being the best mum that I could be, which was really hard. But when I did eventually get accepted into a maternal mental health, it was because I was very traumatized in regards to giving birth because of what I just went over. Um, but I was also really, really scared about giving natural birth. And when I went and had a referral to see the obstetrician, I had a referral sent at 21 weeks, which is um, between 20 and 21 weeks, which is quite normal. But unfortunately, I didn't actually get to see the obstetrician until I was 34 weeks, which was really hard. Because at 32 weeks, I ended up in hospital with contractions and tightenings which we thought was early labor but it wasn't luckily so I got sent home um back in again at 34 weeks I had exactly the same thing and this time we thought okay no no it's definitely early labor but they had done the tests and nope it wasn't <laughs> they also did a test where um they can tell if you're going into early labor within the next two weeks and it also came back negative um, I ended up having Pippa at 36 weeks, but I'll touch base on that again shortly. Um, in regards to the obstetrician, so we had quite a bit of trouble with the obstetrician. Um, I did end up going to my appointment, which was at 34 weeks, and unfortunately they declined my um, referral to have a C-section. And because I wanted to have a C-section, it wasn't just because I didn't want to go through the birth, like I said, it was because I was worried about my vagina health afterwards after going through sure. birth and yeah, yeah. I was worried a lot about my mental health um, when that happened so we went through to the appointment and it didn't go very well I ended up leaving without a birth plan which was not my midwife's fault at all my midwives were absolutely amazing when it came to sending referrals through 
Um, just yeah. the doctor on call, the doctor there at the time decided, no, nope, no, nope, she doesn't need it, uh, which was personally really, really hard for me. So I left that appointment and I was really, really upset. Um, by this point, I wasn't able to go to work due to my mental health um, and just having too much strain going on. So after this happened, I went back to my midwife and she actually sent through another referral, which was awesome. She sent through another referral for me to talk to someone and get a second opinion um, because those of you who don't know, you're always entitled to a second opinion um, in regards to anything, um, always, yep. So it's always important to get a second opinion if you're a little bit unsure about it. So we went back at, I remember it was 36 and, 36 and one, yeah, 36 days, and, uh, sorry, 36 weeks and one day um, being pregnant. I remember going in and I had this amazing lady. She was so, so lovely and she asked me why I didn't want to go through birth and I explained to her in regards to the mental health and all that sort of jazz and she accepted it straight away and I explained to her that it was personally really, really hard for me and I was really, really struggling and she said she completely understand by that and so she was glad that I went in for a second opinion and my yeah. midwife actually came with me at the time. I invited her to my appointment with me and she came, which was absolutely awesome to have just someone else there and it being my midwife because it was she was just there for support and I was so, so grateful for that because they were really, really awesome, those two. Um, but when it did come down to being accepted, it was quite funny. So two days after being accepted for a c-section we actually went into labor and so we were booked mm. in for a c-section at 39 and 5 so yeah we ended up going into labor when we were 36 days uh, 36 weeks and three days which was yeah. um, just a little bit too early <laughs> <laughs> yeah and so did you head to the hospital straight away because you still were going to have a c-section or what was the what was the process from there so it was quite funny. I actually, on the Thursday night, so we went and seen the obstetrician on the Tuesday. And on the Thursday night, I kept getting this really, really funny pain, like up inside my cervix. And it was a sharp pain where I remember I actually physically dropped down to the floor because it was so intense and it was so sore. It only lasted maybe, maybe about one second. It was something silly like that. But I remember that pain. It was not very nice <laughs> at all. And I had a gut feeling because a couple of weeks prior, my mucus plug actually came out as well. And I wasn't too sure if it was um, the full amount or if it was just a little bit. So I was like, oh, I have a little bit of a gut feeling about this. And so after I'd had that pain in the morning, my husband went to work. Um, <clears throat> and I actually remember texting him and I say, hey, I, I actually think my water's just broke. I think I, it was funny. I actually text him. I didn't say that. I said, I think I might've gotten you out of work tonight. <laughs> That's exactly what I said. I think I've gotten you out of work tonight because um, I knew he was absolutely exhausted from the week and he said, what's going on? And so I noticed that I had quite a clear discharge and I wasn't too sure if it was like my water's trickling or if they had broken because it wasn't a gush like what you see on the movies. I don't think it's ever like Not that. <laughs> <laughs> Not from what I've heard anyway. <laughs> um, and so I text my midwife and just said that I was going to give her a call. So I gave her a call and just explained to her, hey, I think my waters might have just broken. Like I do have um, a little bit of tightenings as well. Um, and she said, no, 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 I don't think it would have been your waters. Like it doesn't seem like it, but I'm going to get you to come in and see me anyway. And she was actually in the hospital at the time because another lady was um, have, um was in labor as well. And so she popped me into one of the little rooms in women's health and she checked me out and um, that sort of stuff. We She didn't do an internal um, because it wasn't necessary, um, but she also just popped the bands around my stomach and we just looked at the monitor and we did see that there was a little bit of um, – 
tightening some stuff there as well, um, which she was a little bit unsure about. So we ended up staying in that room for a couple of hours and they ended up getting worse. So, yeah, so one of the doctors actually came around and she did check an internal and I was two centimetres dilated. Um, by this point, they had said to me, okay, so you need to get to four centimetres dilated within the next four hours. Um, otherwise, we're going to be sending you home. And this heightened my anxiety and my depression quite a lot. Mm. Um, because of the pain and they said to me you know we are going through a c-section and I was really really worried like what would happen if I went home and baby just decided to just start coming out what was I going to do I had no idea Um, but unfortunately we ended up doing um, this is where it wasn't very nice Uh, we ended up having four internals in the space of four hours and for those of you who know you're actually only supposed to have one internal um, every four hours to check and so there was quite a few different doctors coming in and because one of the doctors, she was a little bit unsure. She didn't really know what was going on um, and she didn't really know what she was looking for, which personally was quite hard for me. And my midwife who was there, which was my first midwife, um, she was there. She was actually with one of her um, other ladies who was having a baby at that time. So my midwife was with another lady who was having a baby at that time. And so she wasn't able to assist with what was going on. And so the doctor did an internal um, and she was a little bit unsure so she ended up calling someone else to come in and I found that quite hard because it's not very nice having a, a lot mm. of different people come in and examine you um, especially when you least expect it and it's, it's just not very nice at all. Um, one every four hours is totally doable but four in the space of one hour wasn't very nice at all um, and so my midwife wasn't very happy about that but I do remember my second midwife giving us a call, excuse me, <clears throat> giving us a call and it was actually her night off um, and I got along really really well with my midwife and she said to me Hayley do you want me to come in and I was like no 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 like it's your night off you totally don't have to come in and she's like Hayley do you really want me to come in and I was like yes mm-hmm. I do want you to come in <laughs> so I was very very lucky that when we did end up going into surgery I had both of my midwives but when it came to that my midwife my second midwife arrived at around about six o'clock and by this point we had no idea what was going on so she said to me, don't let anyone else give you an internal, I'll do it. And I felt a lot more comfortable having my midwife do my internal than having a doctor at the hospital do it, who recently said they didn't know what they were looking for. <laughs> um, so my midwife checked and I was actually four centimetres dilated, which was a good sign, um, which meant that we could actually pop in and we were able to go in and have Pippa, which was really cool. And so I remember after having that conversation with them, I I was really scared because I I. I don't think I was ready. You know, they say Mm. that when you're from about 35 weeks or so, well, a couple of my friends have said anyway, you know, you feel like you're ready. But by that point, I physically had everything ready. Pippa's room was ready. Bags were packed, everything. And the bags were actually in the car that I popped in there this morning because I had a gut feeling. Um, They say you're ready, but I totally wasn't. Mentally, I was scared. I was was absolutely scared shitless. And I remember I just started crying. I was crying. By that point, I was actually on the gas, um, and I had the gas to help me with pain, which was really good. And yes, they call it laughing gas for a reason because I was definitely yeah. laughing up a storm. <laughs> yeah, I remember I just feeling. taking it for the sake of it. Yeah, and it was funny. It was it was very very funny. <laughs> yeah. um, and I remember so the midwives went out. They went and had a chat, um, and that sort of jazz. And she actually came in, and the surgeon came in. And he said, "Hayley, well, I guess we're going to go have a baby in the next thirty minutes." And that was scary. It was it was really, really scary. I had no idea what to expect. It was it just gave me the biggest fright. But 
secretly like, like I said I wasn't ready but I think on the inside I, I really really was it was yeah it was it was really exciting <laughs> yeah and so from there did they give you an epidural because you haven't mentioned that you had one yet right uh, yeah, so how it worked is that I ended up getting changed, and by that point, Jaden's family was there as well, which was really, really cool. Um, they lived down New Plymouth, and I remember saying to them, you got nah, 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 you guys don't have to come, it's not going to happen, but Jaden actually turned around and said, no, I want you to be here whether it happens or not, and so um, they were actually there by that point, and I remember us getting dressed all ready to go into theatre and um, saying goodbye and that sort of stuff, and I remember I've got a photo which I will send you and I look traumatized I look absolutely <laughs> traumatized about what's about to happen um but we went on into the room and so we were all dressed Jaden was dressed in his scrubs too and I was very very lucky that Jaden could actually come in too because I know sometimes when you do go to have an emergency c-section your husband can't or your partner or a support person can't always come with you depending on what's going on and so I was really really lucky to be able to have him come in with me and I remember sitting on the table and I remember saying to Jaden, don't tell me what the needle looks like. And he kind of looked at it and his face, he looked like he was in shock. Mm. And so I was sitting on the side of the bed, hunching my, hunching my um, back over and snuggling a pillow. And they went to go pop in the spinal. And at the time, I remember thinking, oh, my God, this is going to be so scary. It's going to be so sore. But now that I think about it, I, I don't actually remember. I think it's mm. because of the contractions and because they were quite painful. I don't necessarily remember the pain of the spinal going in. And so what happens is that they pop the spinal in and within three seconds, they had me on the bed. It was, it was so, so fast because it just instantly hits you and you just feel instantly paralyzed. And it was so, so fast. I was straight on the bed and straight away we were into it. But from that point, I do remember sitting there. I was holding Jaden's hand and I was, I was holding it so, so tight and I just, I didn't really know what to expect. The nurses there and that, um, and it, oh, sorry, all of the doctors there were just so, so lovely. And I remember by that point, I was so thirsty. And by the time it did come to them to um, actually performing the surgery, they said it would be about 30 minutes before Pippa was about to pop out. Um, I remember them saying to me, <laughs> um, just talking to me, and I remember all I could think about was Fanta. And those of you who mm -hmm. do know me, they know that I, Fanta is my absolute favorite. And all I remember is just talking about Fanta the whole time. Then suddenly they said, Hayley, she's here. And they popped up. They popped Pippa up over the top of the screen, which they had put up. And they said, she's here. And they showed me Pippa. And I just remember, oh, this even makes me emotional, even just thinking about mm -hmm. it. It was amazing. And I remember seeing Pippa's face. Her eyes were closed. And it was quite funny. I said to the surgeons before we went in, I said, I'm really, really worried that she's going to come out a boy. And so they obviously lifted her up and showed me her vagina, <laughs> which was quite funny. But um, at the time, I was like, oh, my God. Um, I remember the first thing I said was, I said, I'm a mum. And oh, it makes me emotional thinking about it. But <laughs> that moment was just so amazing. It was absolutely incredible. And I remember by that point, I wasn't able to see her and they quickly popped her over to the table and she did have a bit of um, trouble breathing. So I didn't actually get a chance to have her on my chest. Um, they were doing all the checks and um, the stuff that they need to do. And they put the mask on her um, because she wasn't breathing very well. And Jaden was over there and I remember sitting on the table and Jaden was over there and I was sitting on the table watching and I could see him, he, he looked really scared. He looked absolutely traumatized. And then it must have been the pediatrician who came over to me. Um, and she said, Hayley, we're actually going to take Pippa up to Niku. And I was like, oh, my God, you know, like what's going on? And it's because mm. she wasn't breathing very well and she had quite a bit of fluids on her lungs. Um, 
which was quite scary at the time. But I remember before even going into labor or before even being at the hospital, me and Jade had a conversation with, we said, no matter what, Jaden, you'll be going straight with Pippa. Don't worry about me. You're going with her. You're not leaving her side. And he did that. He he didn't leave her side. And after I eventually um, ended up getting stitched back up and before I went upst- or upstairs back into the ward, they said to me, Hayley, should we go and see Pippa? And I remember going up there and oh, it was going to make me cry too. I remember going up there and I we went into the room. There were other babies and other families in the room, which was totally fine. But the first thing I seen is I seen Pippa lying on Jaden's chest and they had their first skin to skin and it was it was amazing. It was it was absolutely beautiful. And so Pippa was um two point eight six kg, so she was quite a little one. Um, especially being a little bit preemie, but they call it a late term. Um preemie and so that was it was just the most beautiful moment that I ever did see and I I got to have my first snuggle and it was amazing Mm. it was it was really really cool and here's me having a little cry about that now (laughs) (laughs) really really cool yeah so she was in NICU for let's just say about six hours so about 3 30 in the morning um she was brought back into our room and she was just she was just so perfect and I remember her cluster feeding and her just getting up feeding um but I do remember it was personally really, really hard to wake her up because she was a little preemie and she just wanted to sleep and we really, really struggled yeah. to wake her up, um, which was quite hard, yeah, when it did come to feeding her. But we spent six days in hospital just as Pippa lost a little bit more weight than what she was supposed to. Um, and personally, this made me quite upset. I really struggled because I was so excited to go to the birth centre, but it must have just been a sign that when it happened, we actually managed to go to the birth centre Um because the hospital was actually in escalation at the time. Um, and so we were able to actually head on over to the birth centre, which was amazing. And those of you who have had the chance to go to the birth centre will know that it is beautiful. It is really, really nice there just to be able to go there before heading home and spend time with um, little bubs as well, which was really, really cool. And I'm so grateful for that. Yeah. Oh, awesome. That is very cool. And, yeah, I, I um, can totally relate to you seeing your partner skin to skin with your baby. It's just like... You can't explain the feeling, right? It was it was amazing, and I was so jealous that he got to have it before I did. But oh, I know. It was cool. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Awesome. So, when you managed to go to the birth centre and then home, how did you sort of feel in that first week or so, adjusting to life as a new mum? And obviously, you've had a big surgery. So, how did you find your physical recovery from that as well? Recovery. I'm not too sure how to explain it, but. It was, I found my recovery really well. And I know that quite a lot of people can struggle with C-section recoveries, but um, I personally found it um, a lot better than what I expected. And I think it was because of having surgeries in the past, I kind of had a feeling of what to expect in regards to getting stomach, obviously cut open just a wee bit, but wasn't Mm -hmm. to that extent. And so heading home from the birth center, it just, people always say, you know, it must be so hard adjusting to newborn life, but now that I, now that we think about it, and whenever me and um, Jaden always talk about it, it just felt normal to us. You know, it felt like we were home and we had a little one with us, and everything just felt so normal. It it yeah. felt so normal to us, and I think I must have been just so motivated and just high on so much adrenaline that first couple yeah. of weeks that I was so excited to get up at night. I was so so excited to get out of bed <laughs> and feed her. It was it was amazing, and we were really lucky. Um, Pippa didn't latch straight away, but 
after a first couple of days and us relaxing more into it, she did latch on and we were breastfeeding, well, exclusively breastfeeding at that point as well, which was really cool. But everything just felt like at home and it just felt so normal to us to have her here and just knows that she was supposed to be a part of our lives. Yeah, yeah, that's so lovely. And how did you go sort of after that? I know that you mentioned um, in your email that you had postpartum depression and anxiety hit at around eight weeks so do you want to take us through sort of the journey getting there and then and how it's been since yeah so when I came to about eight weeks I remember I was going to bed one night and I ended up with quite a sore boob and I was wondering what was going on and Jaden said oh just make sure you pump before bed and because by that point I wanted to increase my milk supply um and so I was exclusively breastfeeding and then I was also expressing after each feed as well just to increase my supply and I had quite a sore boob and I jumped into bed. I had a bit of a headache as well. And I remember saying to Jaden, like, I don't feel right. Got to about two o'clock in the morning. And by that point, Pippa wasn't sleeping very well either. Got to about two o'clock in the morning and I woke up and I was freezing. Pippa ended up jumping mm. into bed with us and ended up co-sleeping with us. And um, Jaden, <laughs> we kicked Jaden over to the couch because we found it a lot, we personally found it a lot safer sleeping with just me and Pippa in the bed than us three. And so I woke up and I actually checked my temperature and it was 39.8 and I ended up having quite bad mastitis and mm. we ended up in hospital for a week. We were very, very lucky it didn't lead to an abscess, but I definitely think that heading into hospital um, played a big part in regards to my depression and anxiety um, and leading it back on again because ever since then, um, I personally really struggled. I I don't know what it was and it wasn't because I didn't want Pippa and it wasn't because Pippa had done something wrong. It's just I had this thing inside of me where I felt so alone um, and I was really struggling. You know, you have all these people around you that say, yeah, I'm here to help. I'm here to help. Please ring me if you need anything or anything like that. But realistically, it's so hard for us mums to actually ask for help when we really need it. Mm. And that is something that I really, really struggled with. And by this point, um, Pippa wasn't sleeping very well. She wasn't sleeping during the day and she wasn't sleeping at night. Whereas if she slept one or the other, it would be really cool. But unfortunately, she wasn't. And so... We actually ended up in hospital again two weeks later with mastitis again, um, just as Pippa wasn't draining properly. And turns out that she actually had a lip tie and a tongue tie. So we managed to get that sorted. But around the three-month mark, um, we were really, really struggling with Pippa sleeping. And my mental health had just gone downhill completely to the point where I didn't want to leave the house. Um, I really struggled to wake up in Pippa in the night. And I was really worried about Pippa's safety not because I thought that I would hurt her or I would do something wrong, but because mm. I was just so exhausted, I would really struggle to wake up at night. And that personally was really, really hard. And so we ended up going to an amazing little place called Mothercraft, um, which is actually the only facility here in New Zealand, um, which is quite sad when you think about it, because mm. today, um, today at 11 o'clock, we're actually heading there for the third time um, just to help with little Pepper and her feeding issues. But in regards to the depression and anxiety, when we head down to Mothercraft, um, we actually had one more referral sent to Maternal Mental Health. Um, and by this point, I actually managed to sit down and have a chat with one of the ladies. And finally, we got accepted. And ever since then, we've been working alongside the psychiatrist, the psychologist, and also a nurse as well. Um, but I'm not too sure exactly what triggered it. But they say that when you do have a baby or when you do go through childbirth, a lot of memories and stuff can be brought up from when you were younger or um, or a lot of stuff from the past can actually be brought up. And I do have a feeling that quite a lot of that um, and going into surgery and that sort of stuff made um, quite took quite a t massive toll um, on my yeah. mental health in regards to that. And 
like I said, it's not because Pippa had done something because she is just perfect and I love her. And I'm not going to say she's a perfect baby because no baby is perfect, but to me, she is perfect. And I know that she hadn't done anything wrong that had exhausted that. But when it came to sleeping and stuff and me being up a lot in the night um, and her not sleeping during the day took a massive toll on my mental health. Um, And because Jaden working full time, I I felt terrible having to ask him to wake up in the night to look after her. Mm. It was, it was just me. And, you know, I know your husbands are there to help you as well and they do everything they can. But me personally, I really, really struggled to ask, ask for help. Um, But when it did come to actually asking for help in regards to my mental health, I, I've noticed a massive change in the last month, just being able to work with some people who are helping me with my mental health and, it's to the point where I wasn't able to get out of bed and they were chopping and changing my medication quite a lot. And it's just that feeling of feeling so alone all the time, but knowing that people are there to help you, but just being so scared to ask for help. And I just think that it's so important to tell people how you're feeling um, because you don't want it to lead to something that you don't want it to be too late. And, you know, you don't want to be struggling so much that it takes effect on your little one. I know when it did come to mental health, I really, really struggled with Pippa because she had quite a lot of feeding issues and that's actually why we are heading down to Mothercraft today is because she is not feeding really well and I know that my stress and my mental health does take a toll on her and I can see that it is starting to affect her as well which isn't something that most parents like to see um yeah which just it isn't very nice at all yeah yeah and do you want to take us through just for those who don't know um what Mothercraft actually is so um just before we finish up like what sort of service is that and what can you get when you go there? And so those of you who haven't heard of Mothercraft before, it is the only place here in New Zealand where are the nurses there and doctors there and pediatricians, um, lactation consultants and mental health doctors are all there to help mums that need. And so it's very unlikely that people get declined from going to Mothercraft, but I do know people in Hamilton do get first priority. Uh, when I was there for the first time, there was a lady from Whangarei, um, who had actually driven down to come and stay at Mothercraft for a week with her nine-month-old son who was having trouble with sleeping. But having the opportunity to go there has been absolutely incredible, and I'm so, so grateful. So if anyone ever gets the chance to go, I would definitely recommend it. Um, It has absolutely changed my life, and when I say that, I really, really do mean it. I wouldn't have been able to receive the help with mental health that I need today if it wasn't for that place. Everyone there is just absolutely amazing and they're so encouraging. They're there to help your baby get into a routine um, and everything along those lines. I just, I cannot talk about it hardly enough. I really can't. Yeah, and it's amazing. I hadn't actually heard of um, Mothercraft before your story. So thank you for sharing. Yeah, and thank you so much, oh, Hayley, awesome. for coming on. <laughs> I um, really appreciate you sharing your journey with us. And I think that it's so important that we talk about um antenatal and postnatal mother's mental health and you've done a really good job of that so thank you for sharing with us and I hope that um paper goes really well at mothercraft today and that you guys are yeah just on track and feeling good oh thank you I really really appreciate being able to come on here and chat about my story in a nutshell so thank you Jordan I really appreciate it thank you Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Kiwi Birth Tales podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. I'd love to hear your feedback. So either leave a review on the podcast app that you're listening on or head to our Instagram at Kiwi Birth Tales and leave a comment there. If you're interested in sharing your birth tale, then please head to the Instagram page and use the email link to get in touch. Thanks again for listening. I really look forward to sharing the next episode with you.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.